Uh, it is uh, morning brief time and uh, delighted to welcome this morning Deb Hutton, who's a former senior advisor to two premiers and a communications advisor and many other things. Deb, good morning. Good morning, John. Great to talk to you. Uh, we were talking earlier on, I started off uh, just with a couple of comments this morning about how when you're dealing with difficult issues, which the Green Belt certainly uh, is one, you're kind of hoping either something else comes up to you know, take away attention or that your strategy, whatever it is, uh, works to have the thing kind of you know, fade away uh, to some extent. But it looks like this is just sort of the gift, the gift that keeps on giving in the context, say, today, ironically, Ford Fest is going to be on. You're familiar with that, as am I. And it's a big sort of party that celebrates, you know, politics and the premier's party and himself and so forth and his family and um, it will attract demonstrators and that probably will be more of the news than uh, you know than anything else and uh, that will give it the story one more day's life. Yeah, and there's a few more processes, John, to roll out in this, too. As you know, the Integrity Commissioner's report, which came out and ultimately uh, ended up in the resignation of uh, the former Minister of Housing and his Chief of Staff, that goes to the legislature, and so they'll have a few days of debate or whatever the remedy uh, is being proposed by the opposition, and it'll be voted on. So so this is not over, whether there's any new information or not, because we have to sort of continue on the path that, uh, that these reports put us on. The really important question is, is it taking away from the governing of the Ford team? Are they, I think you talked about it just a few minutes ago, are they truly distracted? Are they not able to get other pieces of their agenda moving forward? And so that's the question internally for them. Because, uh, you know, I don't think the Premier should be sweating the polls uh, and his personal popularity yet on this issue. Not a surprise. People are paying more attention. It's September. We're back. But, I, you know, can they continue to move forward on their agenda? Are their staff and their ministers still able to get the job done that needs to be done and done in each of their portfolios and i don't know the answer to that i mean that's probably something only the cabinet and the and the senior team can can uh answer but uh if that's happening if they are so distracted and everyone is caught up in this then they do have a problem which will eventually show up in meaningful numbers in the polls well that's right and you and i both know from our own experience that the place where it's sort of uh where you see that distraction and as you call it from the agenda is in the cabinet it's where if they spend out of a cabinet meeting, and these cabinet meetings, people think they go on for days. They go on for a few hours in a day, once a week. And if you spend all your time in what they call the sort of the issues discussion, as opposed to just processing things, uh, because everybody's concerned about the issues, that's a problem. If in the caucus, so the, the government members of the legislature, when they meet, if it's all taken up with them being anxious, that takes away from the discussion of other matters. And that that is when you start to see that it's a problem that is, you know, not going to go away. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see... Uh, see that. Um, just on still talk, talking politics for a minute, we've got this uh, odd uh, you know, juxtaposition today where you've got the Conservatives meeting uh, in Quebec City, federal Conservatives, uh, having a big convention and uh, the usual headlines are there about Polyev and his makeover and so forth, but also about some of the people that are bringing, shall we say, um, uh, slightly offbeat resolutions that the party leadership would probably rather not be brought. And then you've got a caucus meeting coming up for the Prime Minister, a Liberal caucus meeting in London next week, and it's sort of the best of worlds and the worst or the best of times and the worst of times, um, it's going to be quite a contrast between the mood in Quebec City and the mood in, li in, in uh, the Liberal caucus next week, knowing, uh, and it's the same as you said about the polls provincially, in both cases there's a couple of years left before an election, so you really can't conclude anybody's dead or alive.
survive uh, based on what's going on today, but it's just interesting times. It is. And, and listen, as you know, momentum is a pretty powerful thing in politics. And when you see uh, what's coming out of Quebec, which, by the way, was a smart choice of location for the Federal Conservative Convention, when you see that, that sort of enthusiasm in the crowds and everyone being upbeat, it, it's a really powerful tool for a party, regardless of how long they have before uh, the next election. And of course, that's a little bit up in the air because of our minority parliament situation. I will say both leaders have some challenges. Trudeau's, I think, are pretty well known. His uh, big challenges and probably challenges that he can't overcome, regardless of, of tactics and campaigning, but we shall see. Polyev's uh, issue is one that you know, as a conservative makes me crazy because it's not unique to Polyev. It's not unique to the times. It's not unique to the federal government, uh, to federal conservative party. And that is the, what I consider to be still the fringe, the far right of our party who believe that social issues are the most important thing that we need to be talking about. And it drives me crazy. Let's talk about those things that unite us as a country, as a party, as individuals, as families, those things that are, are desperately looking for policy solutions, affordability, for example, safety. I mean, what a great issue for Polyev, because I think people are fed up with the lack of safety on our streets, particularly here in Toronto and other big cities. Let's get talking only about those things and shut down those other issues that do nothing other than divide us and distract us. Well, I'm sure that's what they're trying to do, although controlling a convention of a couple of thousand people, as we both know, including exactly. the people who come there determined that they're going to raise their issue, and oftentimes it is a social issue, is easier said than done. A prediction from you, uh, when the Liberals have their caucus meeting, the federal Liberals, in London next week, will people have the courage, because it takes a lot of courage in a majority government with a powerful prime minister, premier, head of government, to get up and, and actually say, you know, which you're quite entitled to say, which is, sir, uh, in this case, both you know, men, it would be men, whether it's a premier or Prime Minister, but in this case, uh, Justin Trudeau, sir, um, you've lost touch. You've got to really make a radical change. Uh, otherwise, we're going to be in serious trouble. Will anybody get up? Do you think uh, caucus meetings are supposed to be confidential? They leak like a sieve. But will anybody get up and, and say that to him? It's possible. I don't think he has sort of those kind of, uh, I'll say, yahoos. Like, I don't think he has that kind of... Uh, individuals in his caucus to the same extent sometimes as 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 the NDP or the Conservatives do. I'm also, I know this is not a popular opinion, but I'm also of the view that the Liberals should keep him, that they are so far down in the polls and they are so out of touch with Canadians and what Canadians are looking for that they should just let him run and win and then start fresh another day. You know, it's interesting because going way back, and there'll be people listening who weren't even around or following politics at the time, but I believe that Brian Mulroney, who'd made him, you know, his government had become fairly unpopular again, sometimes just due to longevity. Had he stayed in 1993, he would have done better, and then he probably would have left shortly thereafter, but at least the party wouldn't have had to go through that two-seat uh, thing, you know, that they went through. Uh, but uh, I think in that sense, you may be right. They may look around and decide the best they've got in a difficult circumstance is him, but they'll have to decide that kind of now and then get behind him and try and you know get things back in shape 
That's true. But, and everybody points to the whole Dalton McGinty handoff to what turned out to be Kathleen Wynne, yeah. which was a successful strategy. I just don't see that here. I think the dynamics are different, uh, but we shall see. And they're not looking to me for their advice, John. No, me neither. Uh, so one last thing. I'm just looking at all the TV monitors here, and you may not have turned the TV on yet today, but uh, the TV monitors are filled with pictures of the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II, you know, doing the thing she did almost right up until the end. And, and it almost seems like she hasn't left. You know, she did. Of course, she passed away one year ago today. Time flies. But it, it, it sort of brings back nostalgic notions when you look at these TV screens and see her out there doing what she did for so long. Well, I think it's two things. Uh, no one's, I shouldn't say no one. I don't think many people are enamored with the current king. Uh, and she was absolutely beloved. We were in uh, the UK just, we left just the week before she passed away. And, uh, you know, everybody talked about her. She was everywhere and, and not knowing that she was, she was soon to pass. But man, she was so popular, uh, despite troubles in the, in the royal family. And I just think Charles has not, and I don't believe ever will rise to that level of affection. So I think people are looking back nostalgically. We'll finish on this note for today with thanks to Deb Hutton, but I think what King Charles is doing, because he knows what you said is largely true, at least for now, is he's keeping his head down. And I think that's probably somebody very wisely has given him that strategy. Go about doing your job, keep your head down, and, and don't try to be a popular figure for the moment because it's both maybe in bad taste, but also just not going to work. I agree. Deb, thanks very much. Have a great weekend.